everybody, and welcome to another unwinter-like day with Phil and the Mike. I am Darren Michael, and with me, as always, the man who was just announced as the next head coach of the University of Texas football team, Mr. Phil Calise. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, man. What's, Congra- what's, what's Listen, new? Man, con- what's I just new? want to congratulate you, man. They, you know, I, I feel bad for Tom Herman. I don't know if you had heard that he was fired, but, you know, 32 and, and 18 in four years and 4-0 and oh in bowl games. So he won all the bowl games he was in, and then immediately after uh, dismantling Colorado, he gets fired. So congratulations on that multi-million dollar contract that you just received and and i look forward to watching you uh coach a, a successful <laughs> yeah. team yeah it should be it should be interesting that 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 coaching texas is uh is quite a task they expect <laughs> you to be 13 and 0 and they can't and they can't keep their own homegrown great players in texas they all end up at alabama so that's true tough task that's true tough task that's but yeah true. i i do think uh i do think since you opened up with this new job that i have i, I do think it's it's a situation. I feel like Texas is a little bit like where um, Notre Dame was when Kelly was uh, doing better than the previous couple coaches, yeah. but they he wasn't winning enough. Like, and I feel like that's the crossroads Michigan's at. That's the crossroads a lot of brand name colleges are at right now, where it's like, hey, you know, the the, the guy's not necessarily eleven wins a year, and we're not always making the playoff. Yep. But it's better than what we had. And then you have to decide, is he, is he ascending or is this the, the level he can get to and he's plateaued? And I think very rarely do they have patience. Any of these, uh, the, you know, the big money alums come in and they just want to get rid of the next guy and move yeah. on. But I think oftentimes the patient programs get rewarded, but it's really hard to stay patient when you have those fan bases, Michigan, Texas, Notre Dame, you know, there's three or four, maybe maybe six total. You know, Nebraska's had to warm up to the idea they're no good anymore. Yep. That's not easy right. to do. You know, it's it's hard. It's hard. So you got you got your alumni that that just they expect so much, and that's the uh... well, and they pour in so much oh, money. Yeah. So the you know the big money donors they may not be uh, decision makers, but they really are. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as they start d- dangling the, the big check isn't coming anymore. You see how fast these coaches lose their jobs. And, and, and they're kind of like just the angry fan. That's what they yeah. are. Yeah. They just want their, you know, they want their, uh, they want to put the next guy on the chopping block and they feel like firing and moving on is always the answer. But there's only three or four great elite coaches that can go totally turn a program around. After that, it's a bit of a crapshoot. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. So anyway, anyway, how, how, how was your New Year's? Uh, New Year's was uh, was good. You know, much like Christmas, we went down the rabbit hole on New Year's Eve of having the same sister, uh, my sister and her family, and my sister-in-law and her family over. And uh, so that's fun. But there's a lot of little kids. You know, we're in, a, in probably about five years, maybe not even. It'll be just like super fun because they'll be a little bit older. And we'll be able to actually like play games and do different things. But right now they're in that age where it's just like young kid romper room <laughs> and uh, and just like maximum noise and maximum chaos and maximum mess. And, you know, yeah, of course, stuff. of course. But, but, you know, it's your family and everybody gets together and it's 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 they love they get along so well with the kids and they love each other. And it's it's good. So it's it's fun. It's fun. You leave a little tired. You know, and it, you know what have you, but it's fun. How would you want to open up New Year's any other way? So, yeah, how about you? How that's was your... true. That's true. You know, I just, I don't know, Trish, Trisha. I, I was talking to her, and she was just like, you know, New Year's is kind of depressing to me. And I'm like, all right, I mean, I can see that. You know, it's, I mean, you can take it, you can take it a number of different ways. You know, hey, it's, it's, optimistically, it's the, it's the beginning of a new year. Pessimistically, hey, that's just another year behind me and another year closer to the end I am, you know? So I think you could look, <laughs> that's really I don't think morbid. she quite looked at it that way, but, but I think that's the way that, that we can look at, you know, I was, um, the girls and I went and we, we ran some errands on uh, New Year's Eve and we went to Party City because I don't even know what the girls wanted, but anyway, the line was literally a half an hour long. I like I stayed in a, I stayed in a half an hour line at Party City. But anyway, I did, I I was looking and and I saw they had some games, and I was like, oh, interesting. 
And I want you to tell me if you've ever played this game. I haven't seen this game in probably 30 to 40 years. It's called Kerplunk. What game it's is called it? called Kerplunk. I've heard of it. Yeah. And I think I may have played it, but I it's, not it's got it, You put like uh, all these these like little like really thin straws in and then you, you pile marbles on top of it. And then each person pulls out the straws, and when the marbles come down into your section, whoever has the most loses. Oh yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. Now I do. Yep. So we, we yep. but besides that, it was it was just we didn't really do much. I think I, I think I I think I took a shower around 11:45, got out like at five of 12, and in time to see the ball drop. And and then the music acts. You know, a lot of times they have good acts on. I mean, it was like okay, we have no idea who these people are, and Aubrey's like singing and dancing to each one. I'm like, I have no idea who any of these people are. So. It just wasn't uh, it wasn't as exciting as, as I thought it could have been. But but I'm excited for 2021. And I I think it's going to be a uh, I think it's going to be an interesting year. We'll have to see what happens with the vaccine and the whole covid thing and, and see if we can remotely get back to life. But I don't know. I don't know. What do you what do you, what you, do you know think what I, 2021 you know what I look like? I don't know, but I think Billy Joel should make another song. You know that song he has where he runs down all the dramaticness oh, of like the last yeah, thirty just, years. Just we didn't, we didn't start the I fire. I love that. I think I think he should definitely do a twenty twenty one vaccinations. Biden wins. I don't know. I don't know. Do <laughs> no, that's cool. You know, REM R- R- did one too. It was called uh, "The End of the World as You Know It." Oh, you know that's that true. one. They that could do true. that too. So yeah, yeah, yeah dude, it's a great call. That's a great. You know what? I, I think that... you should write it. Why don't you write it? <laughs> uh, I, I have enough jobs. Apparently, I'm going to be trying to recruit in the state of Texas, <laughs> according to you. Um, but no, I, you know, who knows? You're, you're projecting what 2021 looks like. And I know the, the, the simple uh, half-joking response is, well, it's got to be better than 2020. Well, be careful yeah, what let, you wish let, for. We'll see. Let's hope. Let's we'll hope. See. You know, I, I... Let's see. There's a lot of things I, I have a very big, uh, very uh, uneasy about as we go into 2021. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what it looks like. But uh well, you I know, think I think we'll what say, we'll do know. is uh, maybe maybe our next podcast we'll talk a little bit about 2021 and what what some of the expectations are going to be for this year and and uh, you know good and bad and and, uh, and and I think that'll be a really interesting conversation. But today I think we need to stick to what I titled today being uh, fill in the mics college football picks suck. And I'd like to, since I didn't know that was going to be the title, <laughs> I'd like to maybe throw a caveat that states Darren Michaels' picks are atrocious. Uh, uh, unbelievably Phil's bad. Phil's picks are about 500. Unbelievably bad. So I'm, I am keeping my head above water and running away with our head-to-head listen, battle listen, now, man. thanks to your absolute college oh, football oh, debacle. Man, I, you know what? Like, like, I can't even win. Like, like Kentucky today was winning by I – mean, they were winning the whole game. And the spread was two and a half, and they end up winning by two. I mean, like I can't win. Yeah. I can't win. If we're gonna, if we're gonna give, I'm gonna go off the idea as I take a quick glance while we're doing this that Ole Miss is outright beating Indiana. Actually, and you're giving eight. Yeah, and a half, yeah. I'm not. Eight. I'm not going to cover that one. But actually, as I am watching it, it was it was actually just tied twenty twenty, and Ole Miss just no, scored. they scored yeah. again. Ole they Miss. just scored. Yep. So it's twenty six so, to so twenty. It's, it's fair to say they're not gonna they're not gonna cover eight and a half and flip this game by fifteen in the next four. Well, minutes. let me. No, they're not. So as I pencil in another L, which I've done a lot Oof. of on your column, you are now two and ten. Two and ten is hard Wait. to fathom. It's so bad that I can't make. You know fun what? Because it's you know what, like, though? oh my god, did he even? See, here, here's the problem. Here's the he problem. At the end of the podcast, I accidentally cut off the part that said, "Now I want you to take all my picks, and I want you to go the other way with them." So, <laughs> it, listen, I'm not. Woo, two I'm, and I'm not going to argue Woo. with you, but truthfully, I should be ten and two because I said that, but I cut it off the podcast, so we won't count it. We won't count it. But, but let me just let me just tell you something, right? Indiana. Still can pull this off because Old Miss did miss the extra point. So twenty six twenty. Oh, they might. I hope they win. Win by the way. They're just not going. They cover. haven't won a bowl game since uh, nineteen ninety one. So so we'll, well So I'm pulling for the Hoosiers in real time. Listen, while we we're do this. we're going to talk a lot of NFL because we're right on the edge of playoffs. But before we do, I just wanted to kind of touch on a little bit of college football because there were some there were some big surprises. There were some big surprises, and I would say probably. Nothing was a bigger surprise to both of us than Ohio State just beating the pants off of Clemson. 
I mean, you got listen. You got Trevor who threw for 400 yards and two touchdowns, but but man, Justin Fields six touchdown passes against Clemson's defense. Oh man, that's just <laughs> I don't even know what to say. That's that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Well, I I have two frame frame of mind here when I hear this. I think as a Jet fan of Justin Fields, and I immediately think buyer beware. Where have I seen Ohio State quarterbacks look really good and be total bucks? Yep. Everywhere. You know, Dwayne Haskins, Cardell Jones, JT Barrett. I mean, I just I just threw three out in the last seven yep. years, all total NFL yep. busts. Don't for, don't forget all about Heisman like, Trophy all... winner Troy Smith. Well, you went back a little ways. I was keeping well, it I mean, even yeah, more recent. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going like like last three quarterbacks Ohio State's had. All of them have looked like Justin Fields looked in a, in a big game or two to totally be inept NFL players. So the hat on the hat I'm wearing, which says jet fan, do I want Justin Fields number yep. two? I am not, I'm not taking the bait yeah. yet um, because he just looked really inept to mediocre six, six. Big I'm, ten ju- I'm just saying, I think, so, that, I think his performance was a huge, huge surprise. I'm not saying that I, that I still think he's, he's going to be good or anything. I just thought that was a huge. I did not see that no, performance coming. I did not see that. No, I mean, whipping. listen. No, I mean, nobody saw a butt. Well, of course not. No, nobody saw that coming. Obviously, um, I think so. I I don't know why it seems like in anything politics, sports, any debate you have with someone, people get to reframe the narrative. And I heard it all last night into yeah. today. About and and reframe a narrative that never existed. And we're like a society that doesn't sometimes have the ability to know two things can be true at once. And I firmly believe the following two things are true. Ohio State always could have won it all. And Ohio State didn't belong in the playoff. Both of those things could be true. And nothing that happened late last night changed That's true. That's true. Nobody sat there that didn't want Ohio state in the playoff saying, you know, they don't have the talent. Oh, to yeah. be in. They don't get five-star recruits. Justin Fields isn't a five-star quarterback. He's set to be the number two pick in the NFL draft. Nobody said that. If anything, the argument was put them in the playoff because we know they can yep. win it all. But that had nothing to do with the idea that they only played six games. And most smart coaches said it's an unfair advantage that they're going to get there fresher and healthier than everyone yep. else. Dabo, as much said, they played an incomplete schedule. They could beat us. They could yeah, beat anybody. Yeah, we know true. that. So no, it's like, but the narrative late last night in, in, there was a few narratives and we'll stick to Ohio state right now was see, see, we told you they should have been in the playoffs. Stop <laughs> with the, stop with the, and don't people that are listening to this, don't not fall for that narrative. It, it, nobody ever said That's they right. couldn't That's win. That's exactly right. It's not about that. Think about this. Alabama, who I have no uh, skin in the game for and don't like and, and, and never would root for Alabama in anything. I'm just not an Alabama fan. They've won enough. I'm, you know, I'm not, not looking to generally root for Alabama. But it is patently unfair if you asked Alabama, Notre Dame, or Boise State, or pick your favorite school, hey, would you like to have to win 12 games to win it all, or win eight games yeah, to win it all? Of course. Who would, who, would, who would take the of 12? Course. And who would, who would take the six games Ohio State had to win, of which two were one ugly, and say all you got to do is in a nine-week span play six games, win, and you get a chance to win it all? So, like, let's at least, now, I, now that I had that, Kudos to Ohio State because on the biggest stage, they flat out bludgeoned Brett Venable's defense. They didn't. They did not have an answer for the speed at the receiver end. They played defensively, scared to cover yep. them. They they couldn't match up on the corners, which is what annoyed me about like Notre Dame because Notre Dame didn't have the receivers to attack what was clearly Clemson's weakness, um, particularly the second game around. And Ohio State has burner receivers. We yep. know that. Chris Alave, I mean, they had a few of them, and they could burn the top off the defense. It's what you need. Speed kills. We always talk about that. And the mere threat of the speed makes it so that the running game can work better. The underneath stuff gets open. The quarterback drops back. Everybody goes deep, and he runs for 20. I mean, just the threat on the perimeter changes everything about the game. 
So they couldn't match up. And then it was a track meet early and then Clemson stopped scoring. And you knew they were in trouble because you could tell Ohio State was going to score almost every time they had the ball the way they looked. And I would have thought my only off, the only thing I was really off about in my head thinking about the game, and we didn't really preview it much. Um, and I was really just down on Ohio State being there. So I didn't really give it a fair preview. Yep. I, I just thought Clemson would score every time they had the ball themselves. And kudos to Ohio State's front four. They got a lot of pressure on Lawrence. Um, he got hit a yeah. lot. And he got hit on just one-on-one guys beating their man. And we know if speed kills at the receiver end, the other thing that kills is edge rushing. Yeah. You can blow up a game with one or two edge rushers. It could totally change a game plan. They couldn't block. Clemson could not block Ohio State in the second half. Really late in the second quarter. And once that happened, all bets were off. So an absolute great performance by Ohio State. Um, they, they, they got a gift to be in the playoff and they ran with it. And I got news for you. This isn't, I'm not a recency bias kind of guy and I'm not rooting for Ohio state just because of, I don't want them to win it because of what happened. I actually think they're going to beat Alabama. Interesting. Because here's what I know about Alabama. And I watched, we'll segue to game, we'll segue to game, game one, but game two in this instance of talking about it, Notre Dame matched up badly with Alabama in that they didn't this particular version of Notre Dame is much better in the front seven it's got a really good offensive line this particular version of Notre Dame had no playmakers Mm. it wasn't a surprise they didn't have them they have good backs they have playmaking backs and they have a five-star stud freshman tight end who had seven catches and and did what he could in a game that in a game from 15 years ago Notre Dame matches up excellently with Alabama in today's format where you can't touch receivers and the speed at end of things kill, they had no playmakers to match Alabama. Yeah. Alabama was held to 20 points less than they normally score. And Notre Dame was never in the game because they didn't have the ability to do the one thing Alabama struggles with. Alabama can't cover in the back. Notre Dame didn't have receivers to hurt them. That's right. So it was a unique situation. Notre Dame, no, Notre Dame, 2012, Alabama, Notre Dame beatdown was not what this was. That's right. I lived 2012. 2012, Alabama just moved Notre Dame off the ball, and Notre Dame couldn't do anything. That's not what happened in this yep. game. What happened in this game is the best player in the world at receiver was unguardable. They have a few more of those type of players, and Notre Dame didn't have any on offense. That's right. So that's the difference. When you have twenty, when you're 21-7 missing a field goal to end the half and you're 28 14 that that's not an issue of being able to stop Alabama or hold they held Alabama to 31 points you'd have signed up for that that's, any day of the week that is i mean that i, I like, can't remember the last time i'm not that... saying this as a Notre Dame fan they they held Alabama to 31 points if you told me going into the game Alabama's final score is 31 yep. i know Notre Dame's weak at receiver and i had and Ian Book is a three-star quarterback and i always say to people He's really good until he plays these type of teams. And this is where the three-star in Ian Book comes out. And it's not a knock on him. He's doing the best he can. He's not that good. But this was a game where if you gave Notre Dame a Will Fuller from a few years ago or a Claypool from last year, it could be a different game. Could be. You're right. They didn't have those guys, so they couldn't compete. And they couldn't compete on the end. But they held them to 31 points. Uh, that's a good job against that great juggernaut offense. Well, let's let let's you know? let's be honest. Let's be honest. When you look at their schedule, the only time that they were held under forty points was the first game in the season where they scored thirty eight. Yeah. So, so for right, and it was it was the first game after COVID. They didn't have spring ball. That was not the real Alabama listen for team for yet. anybody. For once they got cranking, they were a fifty point. For juggernaut. anybody that says that 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 Notre Dame didn't belong there, you know what they. They played him close. Yeah, they played play again. It, that's how that's how great Alabama is. That losing by seventeen isn't like embarrassing. No, it's not at all. But I guess it's it's how you lose by seventeen. Like they held a fifty point offense with three of the five Heisman finalists yeah. to thirty one yeah. points. They couldn't do any more than that. They did get blitzed early. Alabama scored twice really quick, and they missed tackles and they didn't look good right. early. But to hold them to 31 points, their offense just didn't show up, and and it's not a surprise they don't have those well, kind of that, weapons. I mean, not only so, that, look look at look at what they're. I mean, 
the top three, they're going to get theirs, right? You've got Matt, you got Mac Jones that passed for 300 yards, four touchdowns. Najee Harris, 125 yards rushing. Devontae Smith, man, if he hasn't won the Heisman Trophy, I think he he all but proved that he is the best player in the country. Seven receptions, 130 yards, three touchdowns. He literally looked uh, unguardable. No, nobody could cover him. He was just. I mean, oh, yeah. he's just, he's, he's unbelievable. It, he's just ridiculous. I don't know what else to for, say. For anybody, and I know the, and, and so I want to talk about narratives a little bit, and this is why I'm going to pick Ohio State to beat Alabama, but if people, and, and there was some people that defended Notre Dame, I have to say, I don't want to say it was a total bash fest, but for people that are like, it's the same Notre Dame, look at the 2012 stats on that game. Like, look at the yardage, look at everything. That was a beatdown. Notre Dame was overwhelmed yeah, in that game. Yeah. Look at the stats from yesterday's game. It just wasn't the case. It just wasn't. Alabama had 437 yards. Notre Dame had 375. Like, Notre Dame was 8 for 16 on third down. Alabama was 6 for 10. There was no, like, Notre Dame had the ball for 33 minutes. They they had time of possession, which they knew they had. They actually lost the turnover battle. Ian Book threw a horrendous interception when Notre Dame was going in. They lost the turnover battle in a game they were the inferior team. They didn't get any breaks. So, like, they didn't get any breaks. They didn't win the turnover battle. They held Alabama to 31 points. They did their job on yeah. defense. They just didn't have the firepower to keep That's up. Right. But this wasn't like they're embarrassing. A&M lost to them by 28. That was the team people wanted to put in over them. And Cincinnati, for all you Cincinnati fans, and I was a fan, yep. you lost to Georgia in the end. It's a great game. You played them it's good. It's a great game. Good. Played them good. Played them good. And I think Cincinnati earned some respect. Yeah. And, and I think that's great. But they did lose in the end to Georgia. So the idea they were going to play Alabama closer than Notre Dame, they weren't. So Notre Dame, it's again, it's one of those two things can be true at once. Notre Dame was a distant fourth in this top three. I mean, in this playoff, Notre Dame was a distant fourth, but they were better than the fifth. And so, like, all those things could be true. I I didn't like Brian Kelly after the game, but he did act like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, I'm sorry you're mad we keep getting. Yeah. Like, that's what he said, because he kept getting asked, like, what does Notre Dame have to do to be able to be more competitive in these games? And he goes, guys, did you watch the game? They made four or five more plays on the edge. They got the player of the year at wide receiver. We don't have that. Yeah. He's like, what do you want me to do? Apologize for making the playoff two out of the last it's three true. years? It's true. He's like, what am I supposed to do? Like, we're supposed to say, you know what? We don't want the invitation. We'll just, we'll go he's, to the outside. He's doing bowl. exactly, he's doing exactly what he's doing. He's doing, doing the for. best he can. Yeah, he's doing exactly what he's and doing to for. Notre Dame fans who are getting on him and want him fired, it's like, okay, so you don't want to be the fourth or fifth best team? Would you rather go back to Charlie White or <laughs> Ty, or Ty <laughs> Willingham? Remember those oh days God. when they were five, five and Ty seven Willingham. and they were like, Jeez. Notre Dame's dead and like they made bad hires and they were garbage. So do you want to go back to that? Because guess what? I always say this to my family who are Notre Dame fans and Notre Dame fans that I talk to. Urban Meyer's not coming there, guys. I don't know what you want. Yeah. Like, unless you're telling me Dabo or Urban or, or you know, Saban wants to go coach Notre Dame, yep. you're not getting better than Kelly. No. It just kind of is what it is. And if you flipped rosters, guess what? Brian Kelly's hoisting the Rose Bowl. Listen, he's, he's done a, he's done, he's <laughs> Brian, done a great Brian job. Brian Kelly's hoisting. If he's got Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, and Najee Harris, he's beating Nick Saban. Yeah. You can't you, – listen, you can't argue – with with what he's doing at Notre Dame. I mean, he's doing a great job. No, he's, he's doing a great job. He's doing a good job. They're just, they're a peg below the top three. And we all know, basically, when you look at the five-star recruits, somebody did a breakdown. Alabama's had 19 five-star recruits from 2017 to 2020. 19. Yep. Notre Dame's had one. The one was the starting tight end in yesterday's game who had seven catches for 62 yards. Uh, 19 to one. <laughs> Dude, let me just tell you something, man. And just I, I don't want to say it's all about development and stuff, but if I have 19 of the best things on earth and you have one of them, there's a good chance when the day is over, I'm going to have more than yo, you. Let me, and I'm going to win let, more let than you. Let me just you. tell you something, man. He, he's gone 43 and 8 in the last four years. How, yeah. how, how do you argue with that? You can't argue with that. And, again, I don't want to come across as a Notre Dame defender because I get pissed that they lose bad in these yeah. games. I'm not, like, trying to defend it. I got to watch it, and it's frustrating. But in 2018, he lost to Trevor Lawrence and the most dynamic Clemson team who steamrolled Alabama the next week and won the title. They beat Alabama by more than they beat Notre Dame, even though Notre Dame lost 30-3 to in that game. Alabama lost by 28. Mm. So he lost to a juggernaut Clemson team, and we all know this Alabama team's a juggernaut. If Alabama does win next week, his two playoff appearances, he will have lost to the two national champions. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's like, I mean, what the can't hell? Argue. Like, what do you can't want? Argue with it. It you know, it now I want to say all that just to say, and we'll preview the playoff game down the road. I just think styles make games, matchups make mm-hmm. games. That's always what football is about, right? There's a reason the seven seed could beat the one seed in a playoff game, what have you. Some teams match up well. I think Ohio State happens to match up perfectly with Alabama because what Alabama struggles with, which we just talked mm-hmm. about, covering on the end, Ohio State can absolutely torch them. If they give Justin Fields time, and I believe they yep. will, and if you ask me why, they didn't sack Ian Book. Notre Dame's offensive line held up quite yep. well. Ian Book was not on the ground all game. He, har- he hardly got hit. He just doesn't have playmakers and nobody got That's open. Right. But, but when you give Justin Fields the time Ian Book had, those receivers are running wide open. Chris Alave is a 4-3-40 guy. He will be wide open when he yep. gets time. And Ohio State will score a crap load of points on Alabama. Florida did, and Alabama, and Ohio State will. Here's the difference. Ohio State has a better defense That's, than Florida. Yeah. Well, I mean, anybody does. I, I, but, but, uh, no, but Ohio State can match Florida's high-powered offense, but has a better yeah. defense. And so if you ask me why right now I'm taking the seven points and running to the bank, I'm taking Ohio State because they match up really well. Those kids know how yep. to win. They're fresher and healthier. And they got a chip on their shoulder because people like me have been say, saying they don't belong in the yep. playoff. And you put it all together, and I actually think they do win. And we'll talk about it later uh, next time, but I do think we'll they're going to win. We'll see. It's, it's a good matchup. It's a good matchup. I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. Well, let's, let's move on, man. We got a lot of stuff to talk about with, um, with the NFL. A lot of good things going on. I wanted to uh, I, I wanted to review the playoff scenario right now with you first, okay? And then we'll get into Phil's pick six. It's it's interesting. There's a lot of teams that are in, you know. There's there's basically if you look at the if you look at the AFC, there's five teams vying for four spots, and if you look at the NFC, there's really there's three teams vying for the NFC East spot, and then you've got two of three teams vying for the last two spots so it's it's uh it's going to be really really interesting but i just wanted to to go through the records here so let's start with the uh let's start with the nfc we've got four teams that are already in green bay at 12 and 3 new orleans at 11 and 4 seattle at 11 4 and the bucks at 10 and 5 already in already in okay here's where it becomes interesting you've got at uh, at six and nine you've got the washington football team you also have the Dallas Cowboys at six and nine, and you have the New York Giants at five and ten. So, one of those three teams is going to make it uh, to the playoff. And to be honest with you, one of those teams could actually get in with a six and ten record. So, what it comes down to, I just wanted to kind of review this. So, Washington is the leader right now. If they win, they clinch. If the Cowboys win and Washington loses, they're in and the giants clinch if they win and Washington loses. So yeah. Wow. And Washington, they, they flex the Washington football team, which I still can't say the Washington <laughs> football team was flexed to the Sunday night game just to leave the intrigue out there. So the giants and Cowboys play at one o'clock. So whoever wins that game sits back until late in the night to discover. If That's exactly the right. That's exactly right. But they they do a good job, the NFL, of doing that, creating that. I, I like it. I like it. And um, you know what? Wash, Washington, yeah. you know, they do not have a cakewalk. I mean, they just they just got rid of Haskins. Alex Smith, I don't know if he's going to be 100% to play. And they're playing in Philadelphia that look like a much better team with Jalen Hurts. So, Yeah, and the, the spoiler role, right? The spoiler role, I like how they make the, the – they uh, some years back, I'm not sure exactly when – they decided to make the last week of the NFL season all division yep. games. And it's a great idea because I think in the past they were always worried about the teams that were out of it just not showing up. But I think if you make it a division game, there's a better chance this Eagle team shows up to spoil the Red, the Washington team from winning it. Oh, yeah. Than it would be if the Eagles were playing – you know, the Seahawks in a game they didn't care about. So I I think it helps. Um, So it's interesting, but I thought the funniest, the funniest thing I saw about this was um, the giants right now, five and 10 are picking like seventh in the draft, but if they win, they win the division. Well, and and (laughs) like if it, if it ends at five and 11, they'll be like the seventh pick. Isn't it it funny how they could go from like 
the seventh pick up to like the uh, to like twenty, like twenty. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's the funniest thing, just because of one game. Yeah. I, listen, what, I we'll know. talk about that because we're going to get your predictions in a little bit. But then let's talk about the NFC wild card. All right, and we've got. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's it's basically unbelievable. The Cardinals are really in the driver's seat here, and if they win, they're in no matter what. The Rams win if they win or the Bears lose. And the Bears win, the Bears clinch if they win or the Cardinals lose. So it's, whew, wow. I, can't, I can't even keep track of all this stuff, but we'll, we'll get into that interesting. So that's the NFC. The AFC picture looks a little bit different, okay? Because in the AFC, you've got five teams that are 10 and 5, which is just unbelievable. Unbelievable that you're going to have seven teams and they're, I mean, you potentially could have seven teams in, all of which have 11 wins. I mean, I don't know if that's ever been done before. It's just, it's just unbelievable. It just shows you the disparity between the AFC and the NFC. Um, mm-hmm. But you've got, you've got Tennessee, Miami, Baltimore, and Cleveland. If they win, they're in, all four of those teams. The Colts mm-hmm. are a different story. The Col- if the Colts win and then any of those other four teams lose, then they're in. And it's never happened before that a team wins 11 games and misses the playoffs. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. And, and how crazy would that be when you add to the fact they added an extra wild card team? And if you, if you look at all... And they could still miss the yeah. playoffs at 11-5. and five. That's how the, the, the haves and have-nots of the AFC, because the it's, bad is really bad, I guess. It's, re- it's, re- it's really crazy. It's really crazy to think about this. And we'll, we'll get into that more with the picks. Um, but there... You can kind of see the writing is almost on the wall. What could happen with this game? Um, then we look at the uh, then we look at the AFC South because that's not decided yet. So it, it's the whole thing is so strange. So Tennessee can clinch with a win or a Colts loss, and the Colts can clinch with a win. With a, the Colts clinch with a win and a Tennessee loss. So. It's crazy to think that the Colts could actually still make the wild card if either the Dolphins, the Ravens, or Cleveland loses. So it's the AFC is much more complicated than the NFC. That's all that I'm saying there. Yeah, and and it's and it's it's interesting. COVID's going to wreak a little havoc potentially because Miami Ryan Fitzpatrick has COVID, so they have no buffer if Tua has a bad game, and the Browns are still dealing with their own COVID outbreaks. So. I think they still got some issues. So it's it's oftentimes when you say all you got to do is win and you'll get in, um, it doesn't work out that way. Usually somebody stumbles in these spots because of the pressure yep. and, you know, somebody comes up and plays a good game yep. and spoils. But it is fascinating to think Tennessee, Miami, Baltimore, and Cleveland and Indianapolis could all win, could yep. all go to 11-5, and five, and yep. one of them sitting home. <laughs> yep, I know. The, 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 if, if they all win – the Colts will actually not make the playoffs at 11 and five. That's Crazy. just, Absolutely. it's just, it's just Stunning. ludicrous. It's ludicrous to think about. So, and, and, what, and, wa- and Washington or the giants or somebody's going to win potentially a division in the NFC with six or seven wins. And this would probably be the first time. Could you imagine, could you imagine if, uh, if the giants win Dallas and Washington loses and the giants make the playoffs with 10 losses? I'm sure that's never been done before either. Nope, never been done. Right. We could be looking at history. An 11-win te- team is left home, and a 6-win team wins a division and hosts a playoff game. <laughs> but isn't that 2020? Like, that, I know we're 2021 now, but listen, isn't that 2020? Let's, let's be honest, man. That could really happen. I mean, that, those are legitimate, oh, legitimate sure. things that could happen. I don't, I'm not convinced that they will. Like you said, you know, for all five of these teams to win, I mean, it doesn't happen usually. But, but we'll see. We'll see. So let's, let's get into some, uh, some pick six. And- Ready to make some picks. Let's do it. All right, man. You ready for a little Phil's pick six? Let's make it happen. Week 17. What do you call week 17 again? I... Oh, my God. Burn your money and don't, don't bet on these games. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. It's too confusing. So let's do it. I'm going to do my best. I'm 42, 34, and 2. And I'd like to just punt on this week and protect that very solid NFL record. But I'm, I'm going to be a glutton for punishment. So let's go. Okay. Um, let's start with uh, Dolphins at the Bills. Bills are getting minus two. They're, they're given two points at home. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a game where you have to decipher the motivation with Buffalo. They are planned, I think, guarantee the two seed because they beat Pittsburgh head to head. Um, so there's that. Uh, I kind of I going to take a different angle. I'm going to take Buffalo. And obviously, while the Dolphins have more motivation and, and need to win to get yep. in, I think Tua, without the backstop of, of Fitzpatrick, um, and without the ability to to to, to call in a a, a, sub, a a pinch a pinch runner a pinch uh, a pinch hitter for him, I yep. think he's going to struggle against Buffalo in the, in the cold weather. I think this is a spot in freezing cold Orchard Park that he's not going to do well, and I think Buffalo is going to accidentally cover this game because <laughs> I think I I don't think Miami's going to score much. That's the truth. I think Miami's going to struggle to score, so Buffalo's going to cover. All right. all right, man. I, I, I got no problems with that pick. I got no problems at all. How about this one? This is, this is a huge pick. Dallas minus three at the New York Giants. And now, who's playing quarterback for the Giants this week? I would imagine Daniel Jones is going to start. Um, uh, they've actually – the only time they won in the last month was with Colt McCoy, though. So I don't even know if it matters. Yeah. Um, Really weird. The Giants are really weird. Just when we were singing their praises after they beat Seattle, they haven't won another game. Um, and they had just taken control of the bad division. And then next thing you know, they lose three in a row. Hard team to figure yep. out. Uh, but so are the Cowboys. Um, I, I, on, on sheer, I got the game at two and a half right now. Dallas laying two okay. and a half on my screen. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to make a mistake here and I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to take the Giants and I think I'm going to do it because it's 2020 or it's the 2020 season. Yep. And I think we need to go into the Sunday night game with the Giants having the ability to win a division at six and yeah. 10, because that's just how screwy this year yeah. has been. Um, so I'm going to take the Giants plus two and a half. But I mean, you could flip a coin. I don't know what giant team is going to even show up in this game, but I don't know what Dallas team is going to show up yeah. either. So. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I don't want to I don't want to get away from the picks, but just real quickly, I just want to mention you mentioned Colt McCoy. And I also want to mention Chase Daniel. These are guys that had a tremendous amount of college success, haven't had any real playing time in the NFL. But these two guys have been around forever. Are these guys going to end up playing professional football well into their 50s or 60s? Uh, they're going to be fresh enough. It to. seems like these guys are on rosters every year and you never know what team they're on, <laughs> but they're always a backup quarterback. Yeah, uh, listen, but you know what? They're like what the old adage is, have a professional backup quarterback on your roster. In case. Yeah. that's. I mean, Fitzpatrick is probably the best best example of that, but he's like actually a really good backup quarterback. But that's what like the Chase Daniels and Colt McCoys are. They can come into a game and not kill you. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I that's what that's what that's, you want. Hey, listen, I mean, it's I I just think it's I just think that's interesting and I just, that was just an aside since you meant that you mentioned that. How about this game, Green Bay? Who, uh, who literally has, I mean, right now they are ranked number one in the NFC. So if they win this game, they clinch home field throughout, which is pretty big. Uh, they're favored by four points against a Chicago Bear team that's playing for the playoffs right now. Yeah, so this is, so this is where like motivation meets like total, total motivation. So the Bears have to yep. win to get in. And Green Bay is possibly going to be the one seed even with a yep. loss. Um, and I say that because they beat the Saints head-to-head -head this year. Yep. And uh, my understanding, I could be wrong, my understanding is the Saints are going to be sitting a lot of players and Kamara's got COVID again and they got a yep. bunch of issues themselves. Yep, yep. So I don't know of those top teams, I don't know if any of them are going to win based on how they're trying to rest up. Um, it's an interesting game. But I'm gonna take the Bears plus four, oh. um, because they're playing good. They're playing good ball. Um, they have to be the much more motivated team, and uh, and and I don't think Aaron Rodgers is playing the whole game. So even if the Packers are covering this game at some point, yep. I don't think he finishes this game. So I'm gonna. It, this is a wacky game. I'm taking the Bears under this weird idea that he plays maybe a half. And so what would the line really be if Rodgers wasn't playing in the game? That's true. You know, is he going to cover the game by enough that they cover after a half? You know, I don't think so. So That's I'll take true. the Bears. Okay. Duh. I like it. I like it. Uh, here is a uh, – here, here's another game that's um, 
interesting spread. You got the Steelers who are sitting half their team at the Browns. Browns are favored by nine and a half points. Yeah. Um, again, this may bode well towards, or this may, this may work in Buffalo's favor where, but they're playing at the same time. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, Buffalo can't take it easy because Pittsburgh's taking it easy. They don't know. I, I do think Buffalo, they're the younger team. I'm going back to Buffalo because I'm just thinking about how they probably want the two seed more than Pittsburgh needs to get yep. healthy. Um, and Pittsburgh's more of a veteran team. I don't think they care as much. Um, but saying all that, this is a division rivalry game. These two teams don't like each other. <laughs> this, is a, this is a tough, you know, this is why I'm going to blow up my record on this stupid last week of the year. Because I have a hard time thinking Pittsburgh, even with some backups, aren't going to give Cleveland some trouble. Not to win, but I just don't love laying 10. I see it's minus 10 right now. I'm going to take Pittsburgh plus 10. Okay. I know you're a big uh, Mason Rudolph guy, so that, that makes sense. Yeah, and he sucks. But and I know. Uh, yeah, he sucks. I know. I know. I, I know. Miles Garrett and him have had, uh, you know, I don't know, a, a, a helmet bashing incident yeah. and some uh, verbal. That verbal was him, wasn't it? I totally forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's the it's the Mason Rudolph. Uh, it's the Mason Rudolph Miles Garrett bowl. I love that. So this could get ugly. I love and I'm that. sure they're highly motivated. I, I just think Pittsburgh is going to want to drive Cleveland nuts and play a tough yeah. game. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I'll take Pittsburgh plus 10. But this could be a blowout because Pittsburgh could totally pack this game. In. They could. So I would never. Never put money on I would on never yeah. bet this game. Yeah, I wouldn't either. You're it's... asking me to pick it. So. Hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. And then I saved the last two games because I think these are the most interesting games. And the first one, and I'll tell you why it's interesting, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain it a little bit. You've got Arizona minus three at home versus the Rams, who are also playing at home. So Arizona is favored by three points. Here's the interesting stat. All right, and this is what you have to think about. I know we've got our, we've got our Darren's rules for fools, but does it, does, does it also go into effect on week 17 with the playoffs on the line? They have a guy starting today, all right? His name is John Wolford. He is a – you've probably never heard of him before, have you? Uh, John Wolford yeah. sounds like he went to uh, Siena, Siena College. Yeah, Where did he, he go? He actually went to Wake Forest. Actually went to Wake Forest. And just to let, oh, you, just to let oh, okay. you know, he was signed to the – he actually was, uh, was in the Jets – a training camp in 2018 obviously did not make the team. Um, oh, I do remember but, him now. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he actually he played he played actually pretty well uh, in 2019 for the Arizona Hotshots of the now nice. defunct AAF league. And uh, I guess oh the God. Rams like what they saw. They remember they did have the same experience with Kurt Warner, so they brought him in. So he is he has officially thrown. Zero NFL passes. So, uh, okay. and I think the thing that he is most well known for is that his uncle played football. I mean, I want you to tell me who his uncle was. His name is Will Wolford. Oh, Will Wolford. Yeah, I think of the Wolford family. You, yep. Have you heard of him? No, no, no. Dude, he not. was a three-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle with the Buffalo Bills. All right. Well, how I could mean, you yeah. not have heard of him? I'm not always up on my Buffalo Bills yeah, offensive you, line. Just but... play Buffalo twice a year. I can't believe you did not. Even I what? knew that. But I'm well, a, I'm more impressive me. than you. So it's, so anyway. So that's totally so true. This is this is a big call on your part. This is the second most important. The winner of this game goes to the playoffs. The loser of this game is out. So actually, yeah. Well, actually, I don't even I know mean, if that's the case so, because. Uh, I'm not sure about the Bears because what happens? What happens if all three of the teams lose? I don't even know about that. I guess they all yeah. can't. They they can't all I lose, they, right? Because they're playing each other. But they can't. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals and Rams are playing right. each so, other. Right. So 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 here's the question: What happens if the Cardinals win, and then the Bears and the Rams both lose? I don't even know. I don't even so know what Kyle happens. So Murray's then. hurt. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. We should I think have asked he's, one of our I think stacky he's, boys that we pay big money to, I think he's to figure that out. I think he's playing. 
Yeah, he is going to play. I know he's limited, but I mean, him at sixty percent has got to be more more well, dangerous. Let, than let me just Walker. let me just throw let me just throw this out here quickly before you make a decision. Okay, God forbid something happens to the great John Wolford. All right, at least they have Bryce Perkins coming in off the bench. And and you're going to ask me where did he go to school, and I'm going to tell you Virginia. <laughs> Do you know who Bryce Perkins is? Yeah, quarterback on Virginia. He really is. Wow. Well, that's that's impressive that you knew that. Yeah. I didn't. I did not know that. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So he I actually was, watched uh, him lose six 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 sixty two to twenty four to Clemson in the ACC title game last year. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So he he's he been promoted awesome. from the uh, from the practice squad. So who knows? Maybe maybe uh, John Wolford yeah. gets hurt and uh, your man Bryce here. comes in, and who knows? I'm I'm going to keep simple logic here. Yeah. After the Los Angeles, St. Louis, formerly known as Rams, and the great boy wonder, uh, Mr. Uh, McVay, Mr. Sean McVay, couldn't beat the Jets at home, <laughs> I'm not picking them. I mean, they, when they lose this game and people say, ah, oh, the Rams lost to miss the playoffs the last week of the year. No, the Rams missed the playoffs when they lost to the Jets at home That's two right. weeks ago. That's right. That's when they lost. That's when right. they let the 0 and 14 Jets go in there, 0 and 13 Jets, and beat them. That's when they lost. So I'll take Arizona, and the Rams do not belong in the playoffs. Worse than Ohio State to losing to the Jets. Well, so, just hey, listen. I'll take if, the Cardinals lay three. We'll, we'll see. If you're right, then the rule for fools must be adjusted for Week 17 when you're in the playoff hunt. Yeah, exactly. Last game, last game, and the most exciting game. Hopefully, hopefully, the most exciting game. And that is the Washington, don't call me Redskins because it's offensive to white people, football team. Three and a half point favorite at the Philadelphia Jalen Hurts Eagles. Yeah, so here's what I, I, I dug into this game a little bit because I, I had a feeling, yeah. even though we never do any prep for these things, I had a feeling this would be the final game. Um, Washington is laying three and a half. Mm-hmm. It's in Philly, but I don't even know if there'll be fans there. And I don't know if you're a fan why you'd show up anyway. They're four, ten, and one. Um, <laughs> so unless they're giving tickets away yeah. to all the people that live in walking distance, why would you go? But here's the thing. Yep. Apparently the Eagles are going to be sitting a whole bunch of players um, that are healthy. So I don't know if maybe um, the owners got a lot of money on Washington or why they're doing that, because usually that's not the case. I'm sure the Dallas Cowboys and New York Giants aren't happy to hear that. But all week I've read that there's a lot of Eagles sitting. Um, here's the interesting thing, and I don't think people realize this. Doug Peterson was just – it was just announced he's going to be retained to be the Eagles coach. A lot of people thought he was getting fired. I did see that. And they just announced, they just announced they're retaining him. So it'll be interesting how the players rally around that. Yep. Because he did win a Super Bowl not long mm. ago. So I don't know how much of a fault it is that Carson Wentz always gets hurt and has regressed, but um, it's interesting. My heart wants to take the Eagles to throw this thing into an utter tizzy and potentially have the Giants win the division. Yep. But my head is telling me that front four of Washington is going to stone cold dominate the Eagles. Yep. And Chase Young and those pass rushers get at it. And Philly has trouble scoring. So I'm going to take Washington laying the three and a half to walk off Philadelphia's field. Lincoln financial as the seven and nine Washington football team, 2020, 2021 NFC East champions. Cause what could be more 2020 (laughs) than the Washington without a nickname team winning a division? Well, you know what, you know what else I I thought was, uh, was interesting about this. So Alex Smith is going to play. Antonio Gibson, their starting running back, is going to play. Terry McLaurin, their their top wide receiver, is questionable. Not sure if he's going to play. Eagles, their leading rusher, Miles Sanders, is out. One of their uh, tight ends, Dallas Godert, is out. Two of their starting defensive linemen, Derek Barnett and Fletcher Cox, out. Left tackle, mm. starting yeah, left tackle they're just is resting. out. They're just... And uh, Deshaun Jackson yeah, are out. So those are just some of their big names that are out. So they're going to have a lot of good players that are not playing in this game. Not that it makes a difference. Yeah. I mean, you've already, I, you've already I don't gone know why them. they're resting yeah. so many. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I no, I, I don't, I don't know why they're resting so many people. I'm sure the other teams that are involved in the playoff hunt aren't happy they're doing that. Yep. It's not like they're about to make the playoffs. Sometimes you see it when a team is going to make the playoffs and they rest everybody. But why, are, why is Philadelphia doing it? Okay. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm going to stick to Washington and lay the three and a half, and I think they'll be crowned the uh, NFC. Okay. East so you're going with, so you're going with the Redskins to be crowned the champs now. My question for you is this, who, who are the two of the other three that make the playoffs, the Rams, the bears and Arizona. So you've got, you've got Arizona beating the Rams, right? So you think Arizona's in. All right. So that would mean does Chicago, Chicago, you've got them covering the minus the, the plus four versus green Bay. But you know, so you've got the Rams, Losing, so they're going to be nine and seven. Bears are eight and seven. The question is, do the Bears beat the Packers and take the last spot? Yeah. You think the answer is yes? Okay. I think I think what happens in that game is the Bears hang close enough when Rodgers is in. I think the Packers have a plan all along to pull their starters midway through, early, either late, either at half or early third. And I think the Bears hang close enough to beat the backups in the fourth quarter to win and get in. All right. All right. Fair enough. And then. So I think the, ba- the Bears sneak in the playoffs. Okay. Let's, let's talk. Let's By talk. the way, yeah. how crappy, how crappy, how crappy is the NFC that the Bears, the Cardinals, Washington are going to be three of the seven teams in the playoffs <laughs> and the poor Colts are going to win 11 games and not make the I AFC. Know, right? <laughs> I mean, my God, man, the AFC is loaded and we know the AFC has got the best team to win it all in the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. It's hysterical. The AFC is definitely loaded. Oh, so much, so much better. So let's, wow. let's talk about the, uh, let's talk about the AFC. All right. Now a couple things we didn't, we didn't really talk about. So, Baltimore is ten and five and they're playing at Cincinnati. I'm, I'm assuming that you're going to go with Baltimore in that one. Yeah, Baltimore. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I figured you would, and uh, and then we've got uh, we've got Tennessee playing at Houston. You like Tennessee in that one? I don't think I know we didn't pick the game. I don't know if it'll be super easy, but I do think yeah they're gonna they're gonna win the division. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Um, and then we've got uh, now here's where it gets tricky, right? The Colts, the Colts should easily beat the Jags, right? So that's that goes without saying. So now you've got um, you've got Miami losing to the Bills, and you've got Cleveland not covering versus the Steelers. So the question is, do you think that, that Cleveland beats the Steelers? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day. Uh... I think that's yeah, the real Cleveland question. Will, will beat the Steelers. And like I said, I was scared taking, taking the Steelers plus 10 is risky. You think, I think Cleveland, you think Cleveland is going to win. I don't, I don't think Pittsburgh's hearts in it. Um, I, I think the team left out after all this ends up being the dolphins at 10 and six. I think they go up to Buffalo in a winnable game against a team who clearly could use a little rest. Yeah. But I think, I think Buffalo's got a young enough team that, and I think that cold weather is going to play a factor to Tua. When has that dude ever? He's from Hawaii. Yeah. Has that dude ever played in a game? It's supposed to snow Sunday in Buffalo. <laughs> has he ever played in a temperature game like this? Like I don't know if he's ever played in a game sub forty degrees, let alone snow. I don't even know. And I normally wouldn't make a big deal out of that, right? They're professionals, but he's not really a. Pro- I mean, he's a rookie. He's from Hawaii. Went to school at Alabama. Yep. They never leave the South to play a game. The only time they do is in the playoff and it's in a dome or in warm weather. I mean, that dude's probably never played in sub 40 degree weather his whole career. I guess we'll find out, won't we? So I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to have such an easy time with it. I think he could actually have, he hasn't looked great yeah. anyway. lately. I mean, he got pulled in a game. He was a disaster yeah. against the Raiders um, and Fitzpatrick saved his yep. butt. So um, I, yeah, I think that's the team. They had a really good year. They're ascending the dolphins. I like the coach. I'm not sold on Tua, but I like the coach. I think the team is getting better. And I think they're going to unfortunately be a 10 and 16 that gets left home. Interesting. Interesting. So you, so you got the, uh, you got the Rams and you've got the, uh, the Miami Tua fins that are going to be sitting at home next weekend, watching football. The Tua fins are sitting at home watching. Uh, Actually they can go home 
from Buffalo and get ready to watch the Alabama-Ohio State game in their stadium. All right. Well, that there they you can have all, They can all get tickets to that game and, and go check it out. <laughs> well, there you have it, man. Phil's pick six and playoff predictions. Man, I'm excited about it. But I wanted to get into uh, to, to something that, that I'm really excited about, and that is our New York Jets. So we've got Justin Fields with this, this huge game he had yesterday. Let's just say that he plays well again. Ohio State upsets Alabama. He wins MVP of the Bowl. What does that mean? What does that mean? If, he's, if, he, if he clearly separates himself as the number two quarterback, what do, you, what do you think in the Jets do? Do they take Fields? Do they take the kid out of BYU? Or do they trade this pick thinking that, you know, hey, Justin Fields is overrated and we could probably get a lot for this pick? What, what are your thoughts? Where are the Jets going to go with that? Well, I think the first thing that comes to mind and – to me, as we sit here the day after the the, the, the the semifinals, is the Jets had the best case scenario happen last night. Yeah. They fell to number two. Everybody was, like, horrified. They lost out on yep. Lawrence. And then the kid who was clearly everybody's second pick in the draft all season yep. has his best game on the biggest stage. Yep, yep. So right now, Justin Fields' stock is as high as it can be. Yep. It puts Joe Douglas in a great position, provided he doesn't just lay a complete egg next week right. against Alabama yep. and give you that very up and very down situation. Provided he has a good to great game against Alabama, his stock is yep. through the roof. Yep. So it's a great spot to be if you're Joe Douglas. Absolutely. You can assess what you want to do with Darnold. You can sit back. You, you know, I'm sure they've made that evaluation on Darnold. I'm sure they were going to take Trevor Lawrence if they picked number yep. one. And now they're in a great position. They can hone in on what they think of Justin Fields and know that the type of performances he's had is going to net them a boatload of picks yep. if they decide to trade. Exactly. So, and they can be very coy and play it close to the vest. And I got news for you. It, it wouldn't be, it would be, it would be a very big surprise but it wouldn't be the most stunning if Justin Fields has a massive bang-up game against Alabama, wins a title, yep. and the hot rumor is that Jacksonville is starting to be intrigued and considering either. Yep. Like it wouldn't be unbe- like it wouldn't be the most insane thing in the world if the kid does it again. So I think Joe Douglas is in a decent spot. I, I do think Trevor Lawrence is going to go yeah. number one. Yeah. But I, I, I think it's a good spot to be in if you're Joe Douglas. Because if you like Darnold and you say, it isn't this kid's fault. You know, part of it's me, but I got here late in the, the build. You know, I, I wasn't I, – I didn't hire Adam Gase. I, I certainly didn't hire Todd Bowles. I didn't stick this kid with the worst offensive line in the world. Yep. You know, we're trying to get better. We didn't give him any talent. Like, if you're, if you're Joe Douglas and you say, I'm a believer in Darnold, and I'm certainly a believer that at 23 years old, the kid deserves a fair chance for us to build around yeah, him, yeah. then what better than the number two pick with two great quarterbacks coming out and another first-round pick, and you trade out of it and just start stockpiling a million picks, he gets to overhaul this roster overnight. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's in a really good spot. Um, so I, I do think the biggest thing that came out of this after losing out on the number one pick was just a home run yep. last night. Cause if Justin Fields would have laid an egg last night and there was just one number one and then a whole bunch of what ifs yep. after that, that there's not as much capital there picking number two. And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think, think about it. There's, Fields did there's just, also, there's just plenty of teams that need quarterbacks. I mean, the Falcons are going to be looking at a quarterback. Um, you know, the, probably the the bus so many looking at you could, quarterback. Literally, you can go through Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you mean, know, yeah. there's so many teams, so many teams. Denver. Patriots are going to need a starting... quarterback. You know, so so yeah, yeah. so listen, there's there's going to be a, a a plethora of opportunities. So so even 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 Philadelphia. Yeah, but here, you I don't know. know. They, you're they, you're exactly Hurst. right. So know. so Maybe, so know. here's here's the thing. Here's the question, right? Do you okay? This is this is what I want. I want you to give me a prediction, okay? You've got Wilson at number two. You've got Fields at number two. You even got uh, Sewell, the the um, the tackle at number two, right? So there's three viable options, or you've got a uh, a trade, like you said, 
for probably some really good picks. What do you do if you're Joe Douglas? I want to hear the call as of today. If you had to make that pick today, what are you doing? As of today, if I'm Joe Douglas, I'm going to be enamored by the fact that I realize how, how void of talent is on the roster and how I need 15 to 20 yep. new players on this team. And I'm going to be too enamored by trading yeah. back. And I'm going to believe that at 23 and a half years old, I want to see more from Darnold with a, a real cast around him. And I think a guy like Joe Douglas coming from the Eagle and Ravens school of building teams yep. through the draft, I think he's going to be enamored with a package of picks that's going to blow the doors off of what you even think they can get because they got potentially, and I'll caveat that Fields has another big game, which I think he's really capable of because Alabama doesn't have a great defense. Yep. And I think Fields puts up another star-studded performance. Whether it's in a win or a loss, yep. it won't matter. If he loses 56-52, who cares? But if he has another big game, I think you got six or seven teams begging with the Jets to trade up to two. And I think they can get they can get the moon and stars for the number two pick. And I think that's what that as of today, I think that's what Joe Douglas does. I think he believes in Darnold enough, not totally, yeah. but I think he believes in him enough to say the kid deserves a crack with some yeah, talent yeah. around him. And Joe Douglas gets to do what any good GM would want. Get a million picks because he knows the roster yep. stinks. He doesn't just need Justin yep. Fields. He needs 20 players. And he could get five draft picks for Justin Fields in the next two years. And I think he's going to yeah. bite on that. I think that's going to be too intriguing for him. Yeah, uh, I, I happen to agree with that. I think I think that's that's too good to pass up. So in essence, I'm hoping that Fields has a, a really, really great uh, championship game. It, yeah, if you're a that's Jet fan, if you're a Jet fan, you have to root for Fields to have another massive yeah. game. It just, it just helps the Jets, and it, whether they take them. Or they trade it, it just helps the Jets. Yeah, and I don't, I don't even care if Ohio State wins or loses or whatever. I just want to see him put up a big game. I would love for the final score to be, you know, 49 to 45. You know, and each quarterback throws for 500 yeah, yards, and, whatever. And I would makes be stunned. Yeah. And I'd be stunned if Justin Fields doesn't put up a big game against Alabama. I, 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 I really would, would so. be. I would, I would so be too. stunned. Yeah. He's got the weapons at the wideouts. I don't think this is a vintage Alabama D. And like I said, they didn't get to Ian Book. Yep. If they don't get to Justin Fields, there will be touchdowns all over the field. Yep. Um, so I, I find it very, I find it very likely that Alabama may win the game in a shootout. Yep. But I mean, I'm going to pick Ohio State. I'm already saying it, but I think it's a shootout, and I think it bodes well for Field stock being even higher a week from now. Yep. Yeah. So. Well, let's let's see what happens. Couple couple things that I wanted to mention. I want to couple, mention a couple things with the uh, NBA. Really exciting. Becky Hammond became the first female head coach. She was filling in for Greg Popovich in uh, in New Orleans. I know she's a she was a great player of herself. Now she's coaching, and um, yep. that's pretty exciting. Very cool. That's pretty exciting. So I was I was pretty stoked about that. Now uh, five games into the season, do you know who uh, Nikola Jokic is? Yeah, the Denver yep. Nuggets center. Denver Nuggets center, okay. Now, is it too early yep. to present him with the MVP award? Might be a touch early. Yeah. yeah. Through five games, here are his averages, okay? 23 points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists. That's the man right there. Okay. I, love, I, love this. I love the big man who can pass. A seven-foot center averaging a triple-double through five games. Is it going to keep up? No. But... It sure as heck looks like if he if he does keep concentrating his game in that capacity, he could set some some serious records for a center, you know, like assists per game. Um, so we'll see, man. I was excited about that. I know we're only five games in the season. And then uh, a bit of bad news, a bit of bad news. Twenty, Although 2020 has ended, um, we've already lost two Hall of Famers this year already. So it looks like that's Paul Westfall. Paul Westfall passed. Paul right? Westfall just yeah, he passed. Um he was seventy. He was battling he was battling cancer for a while. Um he just he just got in the Hall of Fame two thousand nineteen. So finally the Hall of Fame got it right. They keep they keep electing these guys right after they die. And that really just pisses me off. Mm. Floyd Little was another guy. Last month I heard that he was put on uh, on hospice. Floyd Floyd Little, the uh the great Denver 
Bronco Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame running back. He got in, I don't know, four or five years ago. Um, but uh, I think he was 78 and he had been dealing with cancer for a long time also. So um, really sorry to hear that, that we lost another two, you know, great players, great Hall of Famers. I know Westfall was, you know, he's a great coach. He was a great player. Um, you know, it, it's just it's unfortunate that, that keeps that keeps happening. So uh, so I feel bad for those guys. And the last thing that I wanted to mention is. And I mean, I keep meaning to talk about this because I'm enamored with it. Do you know anything about Bitcoin? Yeah, I mean, I know a little bit about it. Not to be All dangerous. Right. We're, we're going to have, I, I've got a Bitcoin expert by the name of Mark that was uh, on our show once before. He, he really knows a lot about this stuff. Um, Bitcoin actually, at the beginning of the year, it got down to 3,000. It's currently at 33,000 per coin. Um, it went from 29,000 to 33,000 in the last 24 hours. And in the last month, it went from 17,000 to 33,000. So I actually did some calculations. You know how I, I keep talking about my Tesla stock. If, if you and I had bought $100 worth of Bitcoin in <laughs> April of 2017, not even four years ago, if we had spent $100 on Bitcoin, Today it would be worth fifty-five million dollars. <laughs> you you put a thousand dollars into Bitcoin back uh, not even four years ago, you'd be worth over half a billion dollars right now. Okay, that's absurd. It's absurd. That is that absolutely is absurd, and it makes me sad. Absurd. Yeah. So uh, so I have a little bit of Bitcoin. I don't have one Bitcoin, but I'm I'm trying to accumulate a little more and. Um, another Bitcoin expert that I spoke to, he insists that it's going to be tanking soon, although it keeps going up. So I don't know when it's going to be tanking. It just, it just keeps getting, I guess, uh, just people keep buying it up. I, yeah. I, like I said, I don't know enough about it. I'd be yeah, no, 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 absolutely. It, so but I'd, I, like hear, I'd like to hear from it's, you. it's a really interesting topic and, uh, and, and, and I look forward to getting somebody on here that can explain it to us better. You know, I, I don't really know much about it except that I watch it and I, love the fact that it's skyrocketing which is which is really cool to see but anyway um so that's all i got man great show great show we got a lot of stuff going on man i look forward to the nfl playoff implement implication picks oh my god games this week i can't even why can't i say that word implication implications implication i'm going to practice that word and also the amber sand word which i don't think i said right either um, but uh, good luck on your. Uh, you on know your what? You write it on. Write it on the chalkboard. <laughs> write it on the chalkboard fifty times before bed. You'll have it. No, what, no problem. What is it again? Show. Ampersand. And and yeah, it's the ampersand sign, and it's implication. Implication. You know, you're gonna get there. Don't worry about it. <sighs> Baby steps. Man, man, 2021 has not been good to me so far. I guess. But uh, <laughs> so uh, enjoy the rest of your day for college football. Tomorrow NFL is going to be fun. And uh, man, we will talk to everybody later on Phil and the Mike. Take care, everyone.